0: Welcome to the Mondo Neon Show. Argon, Neon, Helium, Xenon, Krypton. Transform and roll out.
1: Max, I'm Mondo Neon. I'm with the Neon Bender and artist Bing on the show. Thanks for coming on.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me, Max.
1: Yes, a lot of, um, just I, I, generally speaking over the, over the years, I mean, this is now multiple years now and, and ongoing, I mean, Neon benders are just an interesting breed, but I ultimately, i love to have a, a wide range of people on the show, but it's always good to get back to um, people in the craft and especially people who are, are, are in the middle of making neon. And, and, and ultimately you've got a lot of different things happening. I mean, especially on the bending side um, tell people, I mean, obviously this show is really all about promoting uh, positive energy and, and, and really cultivating the relationship between what's happening in neon and, and you know, in a wider sense. Um, what, what, is your background and and maybe, you know, what was your pathway to to becoming uh, a Neon vendor and and also an artist?
0: Sure, sure. Um, Well, I've always been interested in art. Uh, I actually went to college for fine art photography. Uh, And so just being in art settings uh, with other artists has always kind of fueled me. Um, but in regards to neon itself, um, I've been collecting neon for over a decade. Uh, I think I started purchasing some of the first, like just random tubes, um, back when I was in fifth grade. Uh, so I'm 23 now. So that was a little over a decade ago. And, um, I've just been enamored with the medium ever since. Uh, but it kind of felt and seemed to me like this far off thing that I could never quite, um, you know, like jump into, I didn't know any benders. I didn't really know, um, the culture around neon. So I just didn't really know what to do or how to do it. So to me, neon was always going to be just this thing I collected and loved. And then I was actually, um, thinking about maybe in retirement, just, you know, bending tubes for fun. Um, But it wasn't until the pandemic uh, when that hit that I actually decided to take a gap year um, from school and had plenty of time, more time. And I'm sure everyone knows how that felt, just more time than we knew what to do with. Um, And I was going through my collection of signs and stuff and had one that needed repairing. And oddly enough, it's a neon sign that says neon um, and it's in all different colors. And it was used at a shop somewhere down in Florida um, you know, as an advertising means of, uh, showing people the colors that were available and whatnot. So anyway, I wanted that sign fixed. Um, and I went around looking for local vendors, um, which was the first time I had ever had, uh, any
1: experience looking for vendors. Um, and I was just curious what, what actually inspired you to become a collector? Because a lot of people, that's an interesting way to, to guide guide you, but you're so young. And at the time, I mean, for anybody listening, it's, it's like, man, if they just had 10 years head start, right? A lot of people are just trying to get into this and clearly neon signs are not as, as readily available maybe back then as they were maybe in the, I don't know if this is the nineties we're talking about when exactly, but clearly right. we, we, we've we kind of come a long way. So people are a little more reluctant to give up their neon signs as they normally would have. But, you know, do you remember your first sign? Like what, wh- you know, where did you store it? Was there someone like locally, was it a family member? Like how did you, cause it's not something that's, you know, readily accessible to just your average kid, you know? Right, right.
0: Um, well, the the first sign I ever got was actually just uh, a cheap Chinese open sign. One of those sculptural ones you can get at like Walmart. Um, and to me, that was neon enough. Uh, I had no money. Obviously, I was in fifth grade. Um, so that was just super exciting. Obviously, though, I wanted to move up and away from that um, and get like real signs. So uh, probably one of my most like favorite first signs that I got, I think I was in like sixth or seventh grade was an open and closed sign. Um, and it was what I, I believe it to be from about the forties, maybe fifties. Um, but that was, that was probably one of the, like the first signs that like really, uh, was a staple in my collection. Um, and I just found that in an, at, at an antique shop. Um, I grew up antiquing with my father, um, and so I think I just saw neon around, um, at antique shops and, or whatever, um, or in the store windows of some of the stores that we would go to. And they just intrigued me. Um, I don't really know what they were, uh, at the time. Right. But I knew that they were lights and I knew that they looked cool. So that yeah. was honestly that was enough for me to be like, okay, what is this? Let me go look into it. That sort of thing.
1: Yeah. It's spread on. I mean, it's also, it's, it's, um, I think, like, looking for a collection too is kind of a beautiful game. At the same time, it's kind of a never ending story, right? You kind of a progression. Um, you know, things become more powerful to you. I think, personally, meaning like, you know, for as much as you can find the right sign, it's always a challenge. And I think that's sort of what drives a lot of these um, kind of overall experiences. So, I guess, you know, you could say that what inspired you to become a vendor ultimately was the thing that you were kind of collecting, which is kind of neat because a lot of people don't always get to gravitate towards the thing that they like to collect or, or you know, maybe have the interest in that. But are there any um, neon vendors in, in the local area that have had uh, an influence on you as you kind of went about, um, you know, kind of starting into this new phase of your career?
0: Yes. So absolutely. So, um, kind of going back the, uh, when I was trying to go get a sign fix from the pandemic, um, I had reached out to a bender, um, and his name's Kevin and he, he saw the passion in me. He saw that, you know, I was at the time I was 22. Um, and he saw that I had, you know, been enamored with the medium, uh, for over half my life. And he saw that he, he could tell he knew, I knew what I was talking about. Um, and he was really surprised And I think kind of what you were saying is like the age thing. Um, He was just surprised that a 22 year old walked into a shop and was like, knew all this stuff and was really like interested. And he basically offered right then and there, He was like, I'll let you hop in my fires. Come on by Saturday morning and uh, I'll show you what's good. And pretty much ever since that Saturday morning, I've seen him at least once to twice a week. Um, And he has been an extremely powerful force in what I've done in neon. I mean, obviously I, I like really would not have been able to do it without him. Um, obviously his mentorship has been a great guidance, but also just his friendship in regards to, um, you know, the neon things we talk about, just like, not even like technical related, but just like the old stories he would tell me or, um Or, too, like, he oftentimes gives me a lot of his equipment that he doesn't need or whatever. Um, And so we just have this relationship where, like, you know, older guy likes a younger guy and wants to help uh, shape that person's career. And so, you know, I can't be more
1: thankful for him. It's powerful, too, I think, you know, also for anyone listening also, too, is, you know, we've always had the chance to talk to people and there's different reasons for getting into to sign making. I think the thing that we forget is a lot of the opportunities that we closely match are people that we admire, aspire to be, is spending time even in a relatively close space to those people. So I think from a collaborative nature, I always I always recommend artists to 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 work with other people outside of their realm, even if it's a on a generosity level. Um, even Mm. if the spirit level, they're going to, you know, good, good things can happen to good people that you surround yourself with. And especially when it comes to people right in front of you, you know, involving in the process, um, and then the long hours work together, I think you start to form a dialogue, uh, you know, and on the other end of that, 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 you know, every day, um, kind of chat session where we're constantly reworking things too. So I find that the interesting dynamic between those two things is, um, you know, we're not only. Personally related to the people that we work with, but um it's worth paying attention to. There's a lot of things that I think the new generation of neon vendors can teach the uh older generation. And you know, both can bring an incredible skill set and very easily double the output of the other person just by recommending certain things, whether it's you know, mentally as well as, you know, kind of the physical nature of making signs or neon or whatever it is, if you're gonna put a lot of time and energy into uh you know making something um work together it, it's definitely something that i think from top to bottom people kind of get confused especially with neon making it's sort of very criminally understated when it's coming towards the the recommendation of um you have to understand and spend long hours in the studio by yourself and to the point where you're sort of just um constantly you know driving yourself to to, to sort of a nerve-wracking level um make the sort of necessary changes and approach it in a different way and if you're not getting close to that um then pivot you know find someone else to show you those directions communicate that um because it's super beneficial it'll save you a lot of time um and sort of you know those double rehearsals where you're like constantly going through the choreography okay what do I need to do today what needs to get done um instead of walking that line by yourself so that's kind of what my takeaway is from all that um
0: yes absolutely and um you know i think just community in general is really good whether it's just one other person or not um like basically traversing the neon pathway by yourself, in my opinion, would be next to impossible. So yeah, I think, uh, having, having, uh, friends that you can look to, or honestly with any medium to like even photography, something that I was involved with and still am involved with, um, you know, photography can be a solitary medium, but you also need to have a community of people who are willing to talk about your work and, uh, just, yeah have dialogue i think dialogue is important for sure
1: and a really cool name like bang helps. so, happy, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well thank you so, so you've got that going on um how would i guess you describe where you're at right now i mean you're making some pretty cool stuff anybody that hasn't checked you out online will put we always do we, we promote it on the show notes um under bing's neon under instagram a lot of cool things like um just like the jazz master which i was really into. um i love the the kind of just the range of what you're putting out, uh, whether it's just in a commercial level, um, on a restoration level. uh, Is there anything that you sort of are looking towards as far as project go, um, you know, starting up your own shop? Like where are you at right now? Are you going to?
0: Yeah, so absolutely. So in regards to bending, I've been doing it for about 17 months and five months of that was just mostly me playing in the fires and getting a feel for it. Um, and even 17 months later, and probably for the rest of my life, I will continually be getting the feel for it. Um, but in regards to opening my own shop, yes, that is ultimately what I am working towards doing. Um, currently I've taken over my grandfather's old woodworking shop in the backyard of their house. Um, he is no longer able to work in there. And so basically I just took it over um, and that is my hub right now. Um, eventually I'd like to move into an actual like space that I can kind of have a storefront, um, have things, you know, uh, kind of have a showroom if you will. So that's, that's definitely something I'm like working towards, um, in regards to just like art things. Um, I'm always playing, I think playing in regards to any medium that you're, uh, getting into is one of the most important things. So I'm constantly just experimenting and playing. Um, But yeah, in regards to projects, my favorites are definitely graphics and I want to continue pushing graphics. Um, That's actually one thing that I talked about uh, with Len Davidson at the Neon Museum in Philly. Um, He's the author of that Vintage Neon book. Um, But anyway, graphics are one of the the coolest parts of neon to me and so that's definitely something um that's definitely something i have the most fun bending and the most fun showing and then i think in general people also like that too so that's that's what i'm trying to go for also too started. what i like
1: about your work is it's obviously things that are recognizable i mean whether it's going to be in pop culture or uh, an object like i appreciate the you know the the kind of you know, direct approach at the same time, you know, obviously there's a lot of artists out there conducting themselves and doing sort of personal work and very, you know, sacred work to what they have going on. Um, But it's cool to see an artist sort of uh, take liberties and also have the ability to also sort of just come after a certain um, subject matter uh, where, you know, where it isn't always easy to describe neon, but um, the capability is there, right? And so, I always think it's interesting to bump into certain ideas. Like you said, it's, it's sort of, um, keeps you unconfined almost. Right. And I do think like a lot of artists do struggle to kind of maintain their proximity to neon because it is so compelling to want to kind of just go in there and do your own thing with, but I do think it's important to create some sort of sustainability factor, like realizing mm-hmm. that all these characters in entertainment are important and that if it wasn't for a lot of these things out there, um, a lot of neon artists would have a very difficult time staying in business. And I'm always trying to promote people to, you know, if your key is to kind of remain um, close to neon, then to sort of like focus on everything. I know it sounds weird, but, um, you know, taking care of not only sort of the uh, kind of successful characters and things of that nature, but to, you know, find other things ultimately interesting, even if it's not your very favorite thing in the world, um, it could carry something very important along with it. For instance, like a big job could be irritating but you know subsequent jobs could lead to hey we want you to come in and design your own thing for this particular movie or whatever you know what i mean so right, yeah, that's kind of the long-term effects of some of that you know sort of giving into um a little bit of everything and that's kind of what right. i'm thinking you're getting at there so yeah yeah and you,
0: you would kind of mention that too like i yeah, I would definitely say a lot of the commissions that I'm getting are honestly just through word of mouth. So it is it is jobs leading to jobs leading to jobs, which is ultimately really good. Um, so, yes,
1: absolutely. Uh, other influences, I guess you have uh, things you're enjoying. So you got the um the shop that's, you know, it kind of resembles a uh, wood shop now. But other than that, I mean, what sort of uh, I guess any pro tips for people that are interested in Um, connecting, networking, things like that, or I guess I should say pro tips for new benders, anything that you found helpful that would help someone listening?
0: Um, Yeah, for sure. I would say um, one thing I've learned is if you're having a tough day bending, just stop. (laughs) Just stop, walk away, (laughs) Um, get away from the fires because it, it, and I've had other benders tell me that too, um, like older guys and stuff, but that is is definitely one thing that I found helpful. Um, and then in addition to that, I would definitely say uh, utilize the communities that are available online and just ask questions. Um, don't not ask questions. I think that a lot of people uh, get afraid or become afraid that uh, they're annoying or, or that they just don't want to admit that they don't know. And I think that that is very, can be very detrimental. Um, and I think that you just need to just put yourself out there. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to reach out. Um, even random vendors that like, I have never talked to sometimes I'll just be like, I'll notice an Instagram post of something related that, you know, is related to something I've been thinking about or wondering about. So I'll just message them and be like, you know, worst case scenario is they don't answer like, right. Um, so I think, that would be the biggest tip. I mean, other, in regards to like shop tips, I would just say, keep going. Um, there are going to be days when you will literally not be able to get a single unit lit. Um, and that's okay. Uh, and there will be days when you want to break down and cry. Um, but also like, I think that it is a level of how serious you are about the medium. Um, to me, like I dropped out of college for this. Um, that's how much I love neon. So like, to me, there was no other option,
1: so I just, you know. Um, and I do think your superpower is sort of to to do what it is that you're doing, but also create an afterthought where, you know, I think generally speaking, um, school is very important, but it cannot, you know, it can also affect your your personal life in negative ways too. So, I think each person can definitely gravitate towards this story. It probably will hit home for a lot of people because. Um, There's a little bit of a feedback loop, like whatever directly inspires you performance, you know, uh, artistically, you can sort of long game it. And and early on, I mean, especially at the stage you're in, I think that there's a long road to 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 build um, to focus 100 percent on whatever that you want to do, all that stuff about what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Um, I think giving back to that idea is develop a part of yourself that you know is there, and then you can always rely on other a- avenues and different sides of yourself to um, appeal to what you need to do, such as paying the bills, taking the right course of action. Um, there's a lot of jobs that will allow you to maintain the kind of work relationship you have to have to create you know, whatever sign you're making. Um, through it all, obviously you'll have to maintain maybe a night job or where it's just like just a cruddy day job where you're working nine to five, but it gives you those four to six hours in the afternoon, whatever it is. I do think that a lot of people um, focus a little too much on achievement and not necessarily doing the thing they set out to do or want to really do and obsess about every day. I think those are the cool things that um, let you live, you know, and and kind of give you the the opportunities that will um, pave the way for, you know, kind of incredible things to happen
0: next. Um, i i totally agree um I, even in my bio on instagram it says like um I, it says something like if neon um to me what does it say uh something about it's neon or die and basically that that's i mean i always think of like, skate or die
1: when i hear that by the way yeah all right you, all I you see. nintendo fans out there i mean it's before your time but the nes yeah. uh, <laughs> but, but a in Eagles a way
0: <laughs> right right <laughs> But in a way, I feel like that is very true, especially for me. Um, You know, neon is my passion. And I feel like I have definitely lived more and done more of what I want to do after just setting my mind to just like doing what I want to do. And yeah, you're right. Like cruddy day day jobs, like, yeah, that's a necessity to a degree and it sucks. Um, But, you know, if if you're able to do what you really, really want to do, then things, things get better. <laughs>
1: Definitely. Yeah. It's an incredible place to be, um, you know, very inspiring. And also I think certainly dynamic for this conversation is to sort of trend towards um, surprising ways that, uh, you know, things you want to approach towards the end of the show, anything we can, um, you know, touch on that uh, will kind of bring to light what's going on next. I know mean, you've got a lot of big things you're working on. Um, anything else that you want to uh, highlight? Um, not,
0: not fully. I would say, you know, just like, obviously I'm working on commissions, but then I also, like I had kind of mentioned, I just have, um, definitely some graphic art things in mind that I'm kind of working on getting my skills up so that I can be faster at bending so that I can work on the projects that I really want to work on. Um, if that makes sense. So, I'm ultimately using commissions right now that other people are giving me. Um, You know, obviously I make sure that they're getting uh, quality, but to me, that's a lot of just practice. Um, I feel like you can't, I feel like you just have to jump into it. You like, you just have to do it and experience it to get the practice and you're not going to get better if you just keep doing like practice pieces. Like you almost have to make your practice pieces the real thing um, because you hold yourself up to a much higher standard. And you force yourself to get better. Um, So at that, basically, I'm just saying that uh, I'm working to get faster so I can work on the more artistic things that like are in my mind um, right now. Like those are the things I really want to get up on the wall. Um, And some of them are, you know, uh, looking into me and like who I am as an artist. We kind of mentioned that earlier. Um, But then some of them are just yeah, continuing on uh, with some of the waxy um like the wacky um graphics and stuff that we had mentioned. But no, nah, I don't I don't know well, if there's anything well that's
1: uh I mean a really interesting way to sort of end the conversation is to say, you know, thank you for uh coming on, obviously first and foremost. And you know, for the spirit of neon, I think, you know, it's very in a very much in a good place. Um it's the conversation of um, you know highs and lows, but the intelligence is there. Uh, I really think you're going to go a long way, and I, I'm just very impressed by um, your awareness of what's going on. So, very thankful for you coming. Well, on thank in. you. So, thank appreciate. you very
0: much. I appreciate hearing that from you. Absolutely, um, it's been an honor to be here too, as well.
1: Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up, and as always, thanks for listening.